Mic check. Mic check. One, two, one, two. Mic check. Yes. We are back for another episode. A taste to consider podcast. Let's go. Government want me dead, plant cocaine in my car Would you judge me a drug head, or see me as Kayla Lamar? Or question my character and degrade me on every block Want you to love me like Nelson, want you to hug me like Nelson I freed you from being a slave in your mind, you're very welcome You tell me my song is more than a song, it's surely a blessing But a prophet ain't a prophet till they ask you this question When shit hit the fan, is you still a fan? Please stick us to the podcast When shit hit the fan, is you still a fan? Won't you look to your left and right, make sure you ask your friends Shit hit the fan, is you still a fan? The coast of Mandela, hope my flow stay propelling Let my word be your earth and moon, you consume every message As I lead this army, make room for mistakes and depression And with that Do you believe in me? How much you believe in her? You think she gon' stick around if them 25 years occur? You think he gon' hold you down when you down beyond bars hurt? You think y'all on common ground if you promise to be the first? Can you be immortalized without your life being expired? Even though y'all share the same blood, is it worth the time? Like who got your best interest? Like how much are you dependent? How clutch are the people that say they love you and who pretended? How tough is your skin when they turn you in? Do you show forgiveness? What brush do you bend with dust in your shoulders from being offended? What kind of den did they put you in when the lions start hissing? What kind of bridge do they burn revenge in your mind when it's mentioned? You wanna love like Nelson, you wanna be like Nelson You wanna walk in his shoes, but your peacemaker seldom You wanna be remembered and deliver the message That considered the blessing of everyone This your lesson for everyone Say when shit hit the fan, is you still a fan? When shit hit the fan, is you still a fan? Won't you look to your left and right, make sure you ask your Say friends Say to the podcast, the fan, is you still let's a go fan? The voice of Mandela, hope this flow stay propelling Let my word be your earth and moon, you consume every message As I lead this army, make room for mistakes and depression And if you riding with me, nigga I've been roared off before, I 
got abandonment issues I hold grudges like bad judges Don't let me resent you That's not Nelson like Want you to love me like Nelson I went to Robbins Island analyzing That's where his cell is So I can find clarity Like how much you cherish me Is this relationship a fake or real? Is the heavens BC? I gotta question it all Family, friends, fans, cats, dogs, trees, plants, grass How the wind blow Murphy's Law Generation X Will I ever be an ex? Flaws of a baby step Marred by the mouth a bit Pause, put me under stress Crawled under racks Ducking y'all It's respect but then tomorrow Put my back against the wall How many leaders you said you needed Then left them for dead? Is it Moses? Is it you? Huey Newton or Detroit Red? Is it Martin Luther JFK? Shooter, you assassin Is it Jackie? Is it Jesse? Oh, I know it's Michael Jackson Oh, when shit hit the fan Is you still a fan? Is you still a fan? That nigga gave us Billy Jean You say he touched those kids? When shit hit the fan Is you still a fan? The ghost of Mandela Hold my flow, stay propeller Let my word be your earth and moon You consume every message As I lead this army Make room for mistakes and depression And if you ride with me, nigga Let me ask this question, nigga Say you sticking to the podcast Yes Back for another episode Say sickness to the podcast I remember you was conflict Let's go It's a taste to consider podcast. I'm your host, Derek Silver, and we are back. Back for another episode. Yes, indeed. It's been a minute. I said I was gonna be more consistent, but I gotta I gotta flow into it. You know what I'm saying? I gotta I gotta get back into the flow of things. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't just gonna happen right away. I had I gotta get back into the flow of things. <laughs> but we back for another episode, yes. Yes, is you still a fan? Man, I swear. I swear when I be taking these breaks, I know I be losing people. Because shit, even the podcasts that I listen to, like when they take breaks, I be falling off for a little bit. And then I got to reel myself back in and get back to listening to them again. So, yeah, I I was on a roll, too. I was on a roll. But, yeah, man, life happens. Um, But I'm back back for another episode a taste to consider podcast yes i'm back <laughs> man you know shout out to all the listeners shout out to all the youtube viewers shout out to all the folks who follow me shout out to all the folks who encourage me shout out to all the folks who um Go and read the blog, greatestiamblog.com, Instagram, greatest.i.am.blog. Yes, a taste to consider network on Instagram. Um, Yeah, oh, you know, you you can find my socials. All of it is connected. All of it is on there. I don't need to say no more about that. But to the episode, a taste to consider podcast, speaking of uh my youtube page man i swear i've been going like last this past week this week that just passed was it this week that just passed well i don't remember the week that just passed or the week before like these weeks have just been going like either it's going too slow or it's going too fast so i can't i can't remember i can't keep them together but my youtube page been going through it um like even the last episode that uh I recorded um 
I couldn't upload it to YouTube. And you know what I'm saying? Mercury retrograde still doing this magic. Like even right now, Mercury retrograde, Mercury has gone direct. But we're in the post-shadow phase of Mercury retrograde. That doesn't end until October 17th. So Mercury retrograde is still working this magic. But yeah, my YouTube page has been going through it. Um, two two of my videos, two of my episodes, um, I can't remember both of them, uh, Wrong Conversations and another episode, past episode, was removed from YouTube. Like right now, my YouTube page got two strikes. Um, I already got a warning. I got my first strike. Now I'm on my second strike. If I get another strike, that YouTube page is gone. And the reason why I got these strikes is because I was talking about the juice. <laughs> they said I was putting out misinformation, which I wasn't, by the way. Um, but technically, I wasn't putting out misinformation. But it goes against the narrative that they are trying to push about the juice. And the reason why, you know, I didn't have any problems in the past was because I wasn't putting out misinformation. But the reason why I'm having issues now is, is because a lot of information is coming out about the juice that quote unquote conspiracy theories were already talking about about side effects adverse effects people dying etc etc you know what i'm saying so it's like now these sites these social media sites and stuff like that these content websites and stuff are doing the full court press because a lot of information is coming out that to be true that the quote-unquote conspiracy theorists were saying about people dying, people having issues, adverse effects, um, blood. Y'all know I don't even want I don't even want to say no keywords because I'm sure they listening. So this episode right here is not going to be on YouTube because I can't upload any content on YouTube for two weeks. Since I'm at since I'm at two strikes, I can't upload any information on no content on youtube for two weeks two weeks and if i get another strike in 90 in this 90 day period from when i got my second strike my page will be gone so i deleted a lot of the um past episodes that i had on my youtube page you know what i'm saying i i left a few up there uh mainly the the most previous ones because um those I didn't really I wasn't really doing the blackity black woke segment and I wasn't really talking about the juice so I left some of those up there but yeah man they they on that full court press now on all sites because a lot of information is coming out to be to be true but hey I mean little old me I don't believe I'm a little old me, but as far as number numbers wise on, you know, um, YouTube, because, you know, what I'm saying I was trying to build my YouTube page up this year. That was the goal of mine. But, you know, what I'm saying slowly building it up, you know, what I'm saying the numbers was low or whatever. Little old me. 
<laughs> they they shutting down because my information is impactful. But hey, it is what it is. Um, you know, I always believe everything is working for my highest good. Everything is going to work out in a proper way. God got me all that good stuff. So, you know, we'll see what happens. I got to get through this this uh 90 day period without getting another strike. So, you know, I'm um <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. So, just keep supporting me, you know what I'm saying? I'm on Spotify, Google Play, um Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Amazon. Um I think that's it right now. Uh yeah, so keep supporting me, supporting the uh uh social media pages particularly Instagram and stuff, because that's pretty much the only joint I use consistently for the podcast. But um, I, I got to get through this this uh, period with YouTube because I got so many plans that I want to, so much content and plans that I want to put on my YouTube page that, you know what I'm saying, I don't want to mess mess anything up that ain't gonna stop me from talking but you know what i mean you know so i gotta be a little cautious for right now you know what i'm saying um so yeah we back for another episode uh uh like i said check out the blog greatestiamblog.com um i got a few uh new blog posts up there greatestiamblog.com um appreciate all the people who been supporting the blog who've been uh reading it and everything like that um like i said i can see who reads the uh who reads the blogs and stuff like that particularly the people who are on the subscription list and people who are on my email list and stuff like that so those people particularly i i know um when if they read it if they don't read it but you know it's all good it is what it is um yeah, but like I said, the Mercury Retrograde is still doing its magic. We're in the post-shadow phase. It's not over until October 17th. A couple of other, couple of other planets have uh, gone direct. Um, but, yeah, you know. Um, and we, we are about to embark on eclipse season. And so we're feeling the effects of that right now as well. So... All these celebrity breakups and divorces and separations and shit is because of Mercury retrograde and this eclipse season. You know what I'm saying? Um, if you shit that you ain't been working on together, shit that you ain't been working on individually is affecting your relationships, whether romantic or friendship, work, all that. You know what I'm saying? That's why all this shit is going on. I've been seeing so many people on social media talking about what's going on while all these people breaking up. It's because this energy that's going on is whether you're gonna make you gonna make these improvements to yourself and your uh relationships or you know what I'm saying, you're gonna keep having these issues. And this shit has been going on since August. <laughs> so yeah. So you know what I'm saying? If, whether you believe it or not, God did create the stars, sun, moon, and all that other stuff. So astrology is real. And all this stuff is going on. If you if you go back and recollect 
some of the things that went on since August when all these planets was going in retrograde, Mercury, Mars, Pluto, all these planets and stuff. Like it was at one time six planets were in retrograde. So it was a lot of energy just going all over the place. So either you're going to sit your ass down and look in the mirror, fix yourself, face yourself, or you're going to keep having these uh, same issues going on over and over again. It's a theme. Yeah. But um, speaking of the breakups, let me let me go into it. You know what I'm saying? This this celebrity shit, I got to talk about it, you know. It, it, it's content, so I got to talk about it. Um, let me let me look at my outline. Uh, it feels so weird recording right now and not having the 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 camera in front of me. Um, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I haven't I haven't recorded without the camera in front of me in a while, so it feel kind of weird. But I'm sitting in the tasting room. Um, since I since you last heard from me, I've been doing a lot of work around my house. Um, doing a lot of work to my backyard. Like this year, um, I've been doing like this year has been all about my backyard, and um. The backyard now has a name to it. It's the grown aces. <laughs> so yeah, I got the I got Rip's tasting room that I'm sitting in right now, and I got the grown aces right behind me, behind that glass door. Well yeah, um let me see. Let me see. Yeah, so we had a few celebrity breakups, separations, divorces. Once again, um, I talked about this before, and then, and the crazy thing about it is, when I talked about this particular couple, it was during another Mercury retrograde, and it is Miguel and his um his wife. They previously was going to get divorced during that past Mercury retrograde. I don't remember when it was, and they they reconciled after the rec- retrograde was over with. But I mean. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't know them. I don't know what the hell was going on with them. But obviously, they didn't work it out or work on the things that needed to be worked on. Because now, during the Mercury retrograde, they filing for divorce once again. <laughs> Crazy. And I'm not laughing because they're getting divorced. I'm just, you know what I'm saying? People keep thinking that this astrology shit ain't real. And it's real. It is real. I mean... People be talking about this evil, it's of the devil, and it's it's taking away God and all this other stuff. God created the sun, moon, stars, and quasars. <laughs> so this shit is real. Another couple, Tom Brady, his wife, hiring divorce lawyers. They going through their issues. Another couple, Cynthia Bailey and uh uh Mike, I forgot his last name. Cynthia Bailey from the Real Housewives of Atlanta and her husband, they they uh filed for they separated and filed for divorce. And last but not least, Tia Maori and Corey Hardy. The reason why I saved them for last is because it was like a lot of a lot of talk and a lot of comments being made and stuff about this particular separation on social media and some of it was kind of like irritating me for some reason it was irritating me because like i'm just like bruh like black 
people are so invested in celebrities, man. Like if we put that that energy into like things that will advance us and and move us ahead and stuff like that, man, we we would be in a total different atmosphere on this in in the United States and in this country period. But solely focusing on the United States because when it comes down to it, it be black Americans that be too invested in these black celebrities. But yeah, <sighs> Tia Maori and Corey Hardick. Like it was getting like the shit was getting on my nerves. Like it got to the point where I started commenting. Like at one point I commented because like Tia Maori was just posting and posting and posting stuff. And I just had to say, I was just like, bruh, she is doing too much to convince the public that she's happy right now. And folks are eating it up based off of the perception of a shared experience. That shared experience being some sort of trauma, whether it's cheating or not feeling loved or whatever. But they don't really know what happened in their relationship for them to be separating. I'm like, bro, y'all don't know what the hell. Y'all don't know the reason why they're separating. But. People are just going off of an assumption of a shared experience because they got stuff going on with themselves or issues that they've gone through in relationships from stuff that's going on with themselves that they just coming up with all these assumptions and making it seem like, oh, oh, girl, yeah, um, do your thing. Yeah, self-love this and all that other stuff. He don't love you. Do your thing and all this I'm just like, bro, shut the hell up. Seriously, like, come on now. We are just just too invested in, in these celebrities. Like, I've done too many damn episodes talking about this crap. Y'all don't know what the y'all don't for one, y'all don't know these people. These people are professional actors, so they definitely could be putting on a show. And this thing with this social media is like people be so, so invested in trying to find validation through shit on social media. Memes, celebrity breakups, celebrity um, triumphs, um, shit, whatever. Like we invest more energy into seeking validation from some shit on social media or some black celebrities than actually putting work into healing ourselves. And I'm not saying this to be judgmental. I'm saying this because it's real. Like, seriously. Like, people are just doing too much with with this situation with Tia Maori and Corey Hardwick. Soon as you see somebody talking about some self-love and I got to do this for me and all this other stuff and whatever cliche terms and and whatever people just attaching themselves to it and making it about themselves and then you got people rant regular regular people who are not celebrities and then you got celebrities pushing this stuff out there so they can get validation and feel good about themselves like be real if y'all getting divorced separated breaking up or whatever it, 
you can either keep it private, but if you don't want to keep it private, don't make everything seem like it's all peachy. Come on, everybody has been through breakups, rejections, abandonment, stuff, all that. It hurts. It's okay to be hurt. It's okay to be sad. Men and women, like, we got to stop this this fake-ass facade shit. Seriously. And then, with this particular situation, the TM, TM Maori and Corey Hardick situation, one of the things that kept popping up about it was this video that they did. And I believe it was from the Black Love uh, series where um, I, I got the I think I got the clip. Let me see. I think I. Yeah, I think I got the clip. Let me see. Let me scroll through my text messages because I know I sent it to myself. Um, let me see. Uh, where is it? Hey, where is it? Um, um, let me see. Here it go, right here. All right, here it go. I'm going to play this clip. Damn, I thought I had it. <laughs> I thought I had it. <laughs> let me see. Oh, I do have it. All right, yeah, it was from the Black Love series. Um, and the reason why I'm bringing this up because people was just so up in arms debating about this particular clip. So let me uh, turn the volume down so I can cue it up properly. Um, let me start it from the beginning. And I'm going to just play it. And I may give a thought or whatever. I may give a thought. I don't know. But I'm going to play it because people was just tripping off of this jump. All right, let me pull the sound back up. Here we go. It's good that we st stuck, you know, to it or we continued to be there for one another or had patience with one another and worked out whatever issues or difficulties that we were having because that next year is like a completely different year and an even better year. Yeah. You know, every year seems to get better. It does. Like it as a really family does. first, as growth, development, careers, everything gets better. And I yeah. fall more and more and more in love with him. I really do. Shut <laughs> up, Corey. Um, but it's not that gushy, gushy, you know, like uh, the fake. I don't know. You know, some of these romantic well, comedies, they're so fake. And it's 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 the more of like, man. Like, you really are my best friend. And I like, think time has been, like, the the result of that is we've been together a while. So mm -hmm. it has to, it can't be that fake. Because a lot of people get together, you see them, they in love and tattoos, and they, it's over. In a year, two, three, it's done. But we still in it. So He's like you, a part of my body. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, you know, it's like if it's, I, I can't even, I can't even visualize myself, you know, without Corey. Okay, so that wasn't the clip. <laughs> that wasn't the clip. I thought that was the clip, but that that's from that particular um episode. And what was funny um was that she kept cutting him off. <laughs> and like his body language was just was you can tell he was irritated because she just kept cutting him off. But um damn is this the joke? Okay, yeah, this this the jump right here. All right, so let me cue it up. All right, this is a it's like eight seconds, so let me cue this up and and play it. But yeah, <laughs> it's not funny, but like 
I get it, and a lot of men get it when um, I won't say a lot of men get it. Some women, some men get it because you will have some, you will have some women, and listen to what I said. Some women, Lord, <laughs> some women just like to be performative, and they just they just do a little bit too much talking and not enough listening. But we're gonna get it a little bit. We're going to get into all of that later about the communication and talking and listening and stuff. But let me play it right here. Here we go. And that's yeah, marriage is work. Wait, is. I'm not here. Let me. Go ahead. Sorry. I'm not going to be here. Like, you know, everything is broad. <laughs> mm-hmm. You have to work hard, you know, to stay. So. And that's. Marriage is work. Wait, is. <laughs> she kept cutting them off. And then he got to the point where he was like, let me finish or whatever. And you could see like his facial expressions, his body language was that, you know, um, in that the first clip that he was just kind of getting like irritated the fact that he couldn't really finish his thought and stuff like that and that may have been and I don't know I'm I'm speculating for the show that may have been the problem or whatever maybe he didn't feel heard or something like that maybe the the communication between both of them wasn't connecting or whatever you know and that's something that I've heard from men before that they don't feel heard, they don't feel like that they can express themselves, that they can have a moment for themselves or whatever. You know what I'm saying? That and that and I think that's something that's important about communicating no communication on both ends. You gotta let people have their moments when they're able to express themselves, their concerns, their um, you know what I'm saying, the concerns, things that's bothering them, things that they that they want to uh address um things that they want to find solutions on and stuff like that but if it's always a a thing where you know um you got to do a tit for tat situation or you know um people not really acknowledging your the things that you say or your feelings and stuff like that it, it can be a stressor you know and it will stress the relationship because there aren't there aren't any solutions being made you keep having the same conversation over and over again about you you having is different triggers but it's the same conversation over and over again you know and for a man um particularly a black man you know we aren't as vocal when it comes to our feelings and stuff like that so when we actually open up and are and being vulnerable for one that's that's saying that we trust you and that you know we want you to be a part of our vulnerability we feel comfortable enough to be vulnerable with you but if it's a situation where we don't feel acknowledged or heard or validated in these moments then it's just more reinforcement of things that we've always heard in our life um but yeah that's one of the things that just kept kept being talked about so much about (laughs) the um this them being them getting separated and divorced and stuff but yeah um I, i i like i said i don't know them i don't know what's going on in their relationship I'm I'm speculating just for the show but 
people are on social media having arguments about it. Black man versus black woman. People projecting and all this other stuff and assuming. And it's just, it's doing no good at all. It's just further pushing a divide between black men and black women. And it's like, it's getting worse in in my eyes and social media is the cause for it but um yeah um like just going back to just regular people on social media and stuff like people are validating the trauma that they've gone through you know their experiences childhood experiences when it comes to parents, um, rejection issues, abandonment, um, shit, any type of trauma from those foundational relationships and you holding on to them and not healing them and getting into romantic relationships or other relationship friendships, work relationships and stuff like that. And these situations keep being cycled you know into those other relationships they're just validating a a mindset a perspective that you believe to be true and social media ain't helping because what do people do all day long even when they're not around other people they on social media it is just validating past traumas and they believe in that what they've gone through or their mindset or their perspectives or whatever is true. So they hold on to that, especially if they not getting help and they don't, they probably won't get help because they believe that what they saying, what they feeling based off of somebody's post or memes or, uh, breakups or other relationship issues that is just, is valid. You know what I'm saying? And I get it because, I was once there before I started going to therapy, even while I was in the beginning stages of therapy, you know, I would still attach myself to that. I would still have a connection to those things. Even today, in the midst of me being in therapy, almost 10, well, shoot, over 10 years now, um, I still get those moments where I get triggered, but I have the tools and the awareness to understand okay this ain't about you this ain't true this is just a trigger you know what i'm saying this this ain't true that ain't got nothing to do with you but it's a lot of people that still attached to that so i'm gonna get into this clip but first i'm gonna take a uh, a bathroom break um i've been pre-gaming of course um i'm gonna take this break and i'm gonna come back and we're gonna uh, move into a clip about some more social media stuff. Stuff that I've already said before, but hey, you know, like I said, <laughs> little old me. <laughs> I'll be right back. Yeah, so let me get into this clip. It's a clip I just came across. It just popped up on social media this week and it's relevant. So let me play it. It made more. Social media fucked up the yeah. whole, everything. It made right. more avenues for money. 
Right. For sure. But it fucked up everything. Marriages. <laughs> everything. <laughs> at first, your bitch used to just see the niggas at work, you, and that's it. And come home. That's all she had to look at. Now she got about 30,000 niggas to look at. You heard me? For when you don't act right. And she hypnotized by all the other bitches. The bitches getting shit on Instagram. That she ain't getting. So all that time you didn't put in but no money? It fucked up everything. It fucked yeah. up you too. Yeah. All you had to look at was your side bitches. <laughs> your bitches at work. Your bitch at home and come back. <laughs> That's all we had. That's all we had. A couple side bitches from the other side of town. Now you hypnotized. Yeah. You yeah. look at your bitch and you see a thousand bitches look better. I think best too. Hey, you looking way better than your bitch. <laughs> you look over at your bitch you like... <laughs> It fucked up. It made us hoes, bro. It made us hoes. It made your bitch a hoe. It made your nigga a hoe. <laughs> that was a uh, little boosie from the uh, Drink Champs podcast. But first, let me say this. A taste to consider does not condone that foul language of women and men. But hey, like I said, I've talked about this plenty of times before. It's all about instant gratification. And it's the bigger part about it is it's a mental health issue. You know what I'm saying? People aren't in a mental and emotional space where, excuse me, the burp number one, that they aren't, they aren't in, a, in a space where they are actually equipped to do work, do work on themselves, do work in a relationship. You just jumping to whatever makes you feel good, what gets that dopamine up, right? Just like alcohol, just like drugs, just like sex, just like attention. You looking for instant gratification, instant validation, 24-7. If you ain't working on these things, and these things come from a place. These things start from your childhood. If you wasn't getting it from your parents, what are you going to do? You're going to be seeking it out from the world. I've been said that social media fucked up relationships. I've been said it. I tweeted about it. I posted about it on Instagram, everything. Because everybody think that they don't have to put work in on anything, whether it's jobs, money, luxury, lifestyle, whatever. Relationships, love, themselves, no. There ain't no belief in no in no uh no no stepping off point, no putting in work. No paying your dues or nothing like that. It's all about instant gratification, instant validation, making sure that you feel good at all times. You know, it's chasing those temporary pleasures. A lot of people have been spending a lot of their time chasing those temporary pleasures. 
and they don't they never going to find no type of long-term peace. That's why they can't sit with themselves. That's why they always got to be out, always got to be on the phone, always got to be doing something. Can't sit with themselves. I get it. I talked to my therapist, one my new therapist. I've been talking to her about that most recently. Even my most recent blog that I that I uh, published about loneliness and being alone and stuff like that. People don't know. People don't have long term peace. It's just all about chasing some some need, some desire, some pleasure. But people forget that these chasing these things, they have consequences. Just like everything. People don't have no 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 vision, no 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 foresight. They they can't see they can't see the bigger picture of anything because they always just trying to get their next fix. There are some friendships and there are some relationships that I've learned really do deserve a conversation before separation, before going ghost. And what I've learned is a lot of people have a difficult time handling conflict or with that desire to not want to engage in any type of conflict or confrontation. I'm going to go ahead and make decisions without communicating. And I've learned that there are people that have been proven that have qualified themselves for access to us. What ends up happening is because we're so emotional, we make a decision from that emotional place and do damage to a relationship that really deserved the conversation. And the beautiful part about it is, by the time the conversation is over, there may not be a need for separation. There is just a need for clarity. And when clarity came, understanding and solutions were provided. And I've learned that there are a lot of things that by the time we're done communicating, go, oh, wow, if I only knew, that's how you felt. If you had not just let that thing sit and you just had talked to me, we could have really avoided a lot of unnecessary time and potential trauma. So it's very vital. I'm not talking about strangers. I'm talking about people that really put their hours in, who have sacrificed, who we know are meaningful to us. Let's go and have a, have a conversation. Before I make any emotional decisions. There are some friends. I get it. I get it. I've been on both ends of ghosting. I've ghosted people. I've been ghosted. One thing that I know. Is being rejected. Being abandoned. You know. We always. These new words. These new terms. And that become cliches and trending topics and stuff like that. <laughs> it was already something. It was already a word for it. That ghosting shit is rejection, is abandonment, all that. I've been on both sides of it. I get it. This is what I was talking about. People don't want to do work. People feel as though, like, it's a narrative out here on social media that a relationship, a romantic relationship or partnership, when you find the quote unquote right one, is just supposed to be great. It ain't going to be no uncomfortable conversations, no difficult conversations, ain't going to be no disagreements, ain't going to be no arguments or anything like that. 
because it's the one that is just supposed to flow. No. No. It doesn't make sense. And people push that narrative because they don't know no better. And they're afraid. And they want to validate their reason for not finding solutions for problems. I'm 40 years old. I'm about to turn 41. I'm technically old school. But people in my age range, people older than me and people younger than me, just look at it. Some people, some of them just look at it as though difficulty, finding solutions and, and all that other stuff is not realistic. That's not what's supposed to happen, you know, that one of the cliche terms that I did an episode about it, alignment. Alignment, it's cool all day to say I'm in alignment, I'm in alignment. But you can be in negative alignment of something. Shit. All the people out here who got cars, y'all know when y'all took that car in for service and the the um <laughs> the mechanic came to you and said, Yeah, you, you your car ain't in the right alignment. You need to you need to fix it. There's a such thing as negative alignment and positive alignment. What are you, What is your life in? Negative alignment or positive alignment? Realistically, it should be balanced. Balanced meaning that you're going to have your negative moments of alignment and you're going to have your positive moments of alignment. Just when I talk about toxic positivity, there ain't nobody's life is 100% sunshine and rainbows. <laughs> it's not. People are afraid of balance. People don't understand balance. Like I said, I've been on both ends of this ghosting situation, the abandonment, the rejection part. Majority of my life has been on the negative side of it, where it affected me from childhood all the way up to me sitting here right now. And part of me being on the other end of doing the rejection and abandonment and stuff like that is because that's what I learned. Or I've been so afraid of it happening to me. I would do it first, consciously or unconsciously. But people are afraid to talk, to have conversations, difficult conversations, conversations that may have the, the fire at their feet or the finger pointed at them where they have to take accountability. I get it. My bachelor's degree is in communications. Back then. I used to think that because I had a degree in communications and that I went through all these classes and stuff, that I was a great communicator. I was wrong. I'm still learning today how to properly and effectively communicate. And it is always is not going to always be the same. You know, it's going to be different depending on who you are actually having 
conversations with because everybody is a unique person. So you're going to continue to the day you die, learn how to properly and effectively communicate based off of who your quote unquote subject is, the person in front of you is, even who you are as an individual. As you grow, as you evolve, as you don't grow, as you don't evolve, how you communicate with yourself. But all of this is learned behavior. This is a cycle. Like, it's people out here that have no form of effective communication based off of what they learned from their childhood. That's where it starts from. But I'm going to play the clip again. And there are some relationships that I've learned really do deserve a conversation before separation, before going ghost. And what I've learned is a lot of people have a difficult time handling conflict or with that desire to not want to. Keyword conflict. People people do have a difficult time with conflict. People think, man, it's so many people on social media these days, these women empowerment people, these these dudes who who giving the advice to guys on how to be a, a, a player or to not have a woman use them or whatever that bullshit is. They push this narrative of the first sign of a conflict or a red flag. It's time to be out. That doesn't make sense. So you telling me that you're miss perfect or mr perfect that you don't give off any red flags at all that people were supposed to accept any type of thing that is uncomfortable for them that is presented from you or projected onto you come on man and, and this comes down to a lot of us trying to protect ourselves being fear-based or just being so or having a victim mentality or being so caught up into our pride and ego that we feel as though that nothing is wrong with us. Back to the clip. Engage in any type of conflict or confrontation. I'm going to go ahead and make decisions without communicating. And I've learned that there are people that have been proven that have qualified themselves for access to us. And what ends up happening is because we're so emotional, we make a decision from you see, he's, he talked about emotions. A lot of people don't know how to regulate their emotions. A lot of people are emotionally immature. A lot of people don't work on these things, don't think anything is wrong with them. That emotional place and do damage to a relationship that really deserved to come. I mean, like I said, I've been on both ends and like, like I've learned just because I got this degree in communications I ain't I'm not always on point with my communication and I'm still learning thank God for therapy <laughs> but yeah I still get you know what I'm saying I still get caught up into my emotions and certain conversations with with work with um friendships with romantic relationships where I get angry or I start yelling 
I start cussing or I I start acting like an asshole or I be a, or I be a dickhead or something like that. You know what I'm saying? It's okay. You know what I'm saying? As long nobody's ever going to be perfect, but as long as you taking steps. And I'm talking about the people who are actually taking steps. Whatever you're doing, it ain't always got to be about going to therapy. Whether you um, self-aware and, and you reading books to work on it or you got a mentor or a coach or whatever. But let me let me make this clear. Life coaches and therapists are two different things. Back to the clip. Conversation. And the beautiful part about it is by the time the conversation is over, there may not be be a need for separation there is just a need for clarity and when clarity understanding one thing that i've been learning so much about communication is just not about talking you know a lot of people from jump used to think communication was just about talking then people started understanding that it's about listening to but there is even more beyond that there's acknowledgement, there's understanding, there's comprehension, there's validation. Um, you know what I'm saying? It, it's levels to it. It's levels to everything. Communication just ain't about talking, and it's just not about talking and listening. Clarity came. Understanding and solutions were provided. Solutions. But a lot of times, a lot of people, like I was talking about T, some people... Just and I'm not saying this is her, but this is you know what I'm saying this is just my pers my perception, my perspective of it, you know, perception, perspective, and all that of it is that you know what I'm saying some people just talk too much because they're so caught up into trying to be heard or over explain themselves or over defend themselves. That's a form of one, it's a form of manipulation. Two, it's a form of seeking validation. It's a form of people-pleasing to a degree. And this is something that I just learned myself. The more and more reading that I've been doing, like it is levels to people over-explaining, defending themselves, and stuff like that. And... One thing that I've learned is that, you know, when people do a lot of talking, a lot of defending, a lot of over explaining and stuff like that is because they don't want to take accountability. That is a form of having a lack of accountability or a lack of self-awareness. Because when somebody brings something to them or something like that, they got to. You know what I'm saying? Do all that talking, all that over explaining and, you know what I'm saying? Defending themselves or whatever, because they don't want to accept that they did something wrong. They made a mistake or they have something more to work on or, you know what I'm saying? A person has a, the person that they're dealing with or they're having that conversation with has it has an issue or a concern about something that they've done or said, you know what I'm saying? Or how they look at something, how they think, you know? But it's okay. We all have this. It back to the clip. And I've learned that there are a lot of things that by the time we're done communicating, go, oh wow, if I only knew that's how you felt. If you had not just 
let that thing sit and you just had talked to me. It's no reflection when when people actually talk. Some you know what I'm saying? Some people be so intent on not listening to understand what somebody else is saying to them, you know, feelings and you know, concerns, all that stuff, you know, they just, they just ready to respond. So as soon as you finish saying what you got to say, they didn't even respond to, to what you brought to them. They just worried about defending themselves. A lot of people look at these terms, victim mentality and stuff like that is so negative. It's, it's not negative. It's just a process that you got to get through. It's something that you learned. It's something that was taught to you. It was something that you became to believe was true based off of your experiences but that doesn't make you a bad person it just means that you got some something attached to you that is not of your true self that you gotta you know work on and remove we could have really avoided a lot of unnecessary time and potential trauma so it's very vital i'm not talking about strangers I'm talking about people that really put their hours in, who have sacrificed, who we know are meaningful to us. Let's go and have a have a conversation before I make any emotional decisions. We saying it all times before. You you got family members and best friends that don't talk to each other no more. That could have been solved off of a simple conversation, but people's pride, egos, and all the stuff that they've gone through that won't let them see past see past past trauma that they don't have these you know what i'm saying they they can't they can't get there and if they not actively working on it they never they they never will get there if they don't you know take themselves outside of that pain that hurt and stuff yeah but you know a lot of people just forget that how important communication is in relationships, whether it's romantic, platonic, friendship, work, or it is relationships are built off of communication. That's where you build your trust. That's how you're able to process your emotions when when somebody, you know, uh, when you're in a space with another person. You know, and that's how you express yourself, you know, in a healthy way. I mean, communication is not just about resol resolving conflict and, and, and things like that. It's also about connecting. That's how you connect. Think about it. When you're dating, courting, or when you're getting to know somebody outside of a romantic relationship or partnership, anything, how do you connect? By communicating. Communication is key. It is key. It builds foundations. You know, I mean, 
like I said, you know, the the communication, that's how you build a connection. And um, connection is is one of our human needs, our basic human needs. But how do you get that if you aren't communicating? And it's not just about verbal communication, you know, intimacy, you know, affection, acts of service, those love languages. That's why it's called a love language, because it's a form of communication. You know, like I was talking about desires, needs and stuff like that. When people go out here and and try to fulfill these these needs and these desires because they didn't get it um, in their childhood and stuff like that. That's because they didn't connect. They don't they don't have a connection with with these things, you know. It's okay to have these desires. But how are you commuting communicating those things? That's why, you know, a lot of times people cheat because they aren't communicating these needs, these desires and stuff like that. So if you aren't communicating them, then that connection can't be there. And if you are communicating them and the person isn't receptive of it or open to it, that is a form of communication right there. They communicating that they aren't open to it, that they can't connect with it. So, I mean, what do you think is going to happen? And I'm not saying that cheating is right and anything like that, but I'm just trying to point out the you know, I'm trying to point out these pinpoints <laughs> like that, like all this shit is connected. All this shit is connected. Like that, there, there's a reason for everything that there just is like a lot of people um, just be thinking like people's actions are just off of because they don't care or um well, some people just don't <laughs> just don't care. But, you know, y'all know what I'm saying. Come on, man. We got to stop trying to act like this stuff isn't new to us. Like, I get it. Some it, there are there is a lot of people out here or some people out here that don't get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I get it. Is that going to be the title of the episode? I don't know. <laughs> but come on. Like. You know, we always put these high expectations on on ourselves or on other people while we're in these relationships. Um, but majority of us never knew, never seen a healthy relationship before, but we expect things that from people and from ourselves that we never learn you know like people have a hard time finding the connection of why they going through all this drama in relationships that it has something to do with their mindset with the things that they learn or the you know learn to do or to accept we don't know how to communicate we don't know how to repair we don't know how to find solutions. We don't know how to make decisions. We don't know how to regulate emotions or how to communicate needs. You know what I'm saying? We 
we have to we have to just go back we have to just start having more reflection and more self-awareness of our lives and the things that we've gone through and make connections but like i said we, we so caught up into a chase of just getting our needs met or our desires met and stuff like that that we won't just sit down and just sit with ourselves and kind of work these things out. You know, the trauma um, created how we communicate. I came across this tweet and it says people go into relationships to defend their idea of love rather than an open mind and open heart ready to listen to what their individual partner needs. And that that goes along with that cliche saying, uh, don't love people in your love, love language, love them in theirs. You know, and this is a part of the communication, getting to know a person, the things that they've gone through, having these deep conversations, these difficult conversations and stuff. And that's why I said that's why I started saying that there needs to be a difference between using the word relationship and partnership, because in using the term relationship is all about relating. You know, what I'm saying that's surface level shit. Having that partnership is actually getting down to the nitty gritty. You know what I'm saying? Having these deep conversations, these uncomfortable conversations, being vulnerable. And a lot of people get so caught up into the honeymoon phase of uh, romantic relationships and stuff like that. Or just platonic relationships, period. They romanticize the good feelings, the newness of something. And... As soon as something go wrong, a red flag, some type of conflict or whatever, they go running again and again. You know what I'm saying? So what did they spend their life doing? Just running. Soon as something don't go their way or they uncomfortable or something ain't the same as somebody they follow on social media or their good, good girlfriend or their homeboy or something like that, then you go ghost. <laughs> like you would think that the most important thing about just the surface level of communication the talking and the listening portion of it the most important part should be listening right you know what i'm saying that that should be that should be the ultimate um form of of love so to speak on the surface level of communication right you know because showing that showing that love is you actually intent on hearing the person's feelings you know but a lot of people aren't at the point on the space that they actually want a partner, you know what I'm saying? That they want to do that deep, that deep work, have those uncomfortable conversations to actually listen to maybe something that their partner is uncomfortable with or whatever. 
Some people just want an audience. Some people just want to be stuck in that victim mentality. They want to be stuck in that 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 hurt place, that that place of trauma and stuff that they just want want an audience. And that's when you get into these 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 drama filled situations where that person is playing out experiences in their life or in their childhood through other people all day long all day long they having the same conversation with different faces throughout their life why because they only concerned about having an audience instead of them actually doing the deep work the shadow work the inner child healing the therapy and stuff like that would it actually being the person to give them what they didn't get or what they need, they trying to find it through other people. They just trying to get that fix. You know? You got all these people talking about some I want to be safe, I want to be safe, I want to be safe or whatever. And that's what I'm talking about. They just trying to find safety through another person. But it begins with yourself, with the individual. And I'm not saying that you aren't supposed to have safety in your romantic relationship or in your friendships and stuff like that or your partnerships. What I'm saying is it begins with you. So if a, if it begins with you, just like the the cliche self-love thing that goes around or the happiness, if it doesn't begin with you, you will always be trying to seek it out from somebody else. But if it starts with you, then you won't take certain things personally. You'll be able to actually see that a red flag is a red flag and just not a person being a human being, an imperfect person, and you won't be jumping around or having the same conversations over and over again, stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? But one of the lost things about, you know, communication and being in a relationship or a partnership or whatever is reciprocation. You know, and that's what it's all about. You want somebody to listen to you. You want to be heard. You want to feel safe and stuff. But are you offering that? You know. You can't at one moment. Put somebody else's feet to the fire. But then when. It's their time, their moment, whenever it is. Then. You got to play the tit-for-tat games or you got to do over-explaining or you got to defend yourself and stuff like that. It's okay. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody does things wrong. Everybody, you know, fucks up sometimes. But we keep going off of social media memes, other people's relationships, your good, good girlfriends, your homeboys, your pride, your ego, you know? 
I'm going to read a, a, a thread that I came across about communication. I thought it was it was pretty good. You know, um, it says there is something so endearing about someone putting in the effort to communicate with you. It's considerate, but ultimately so sweet that someone will want to contribute to getting rid of any anxiety you may have. To fill the silence and fog of confusion with nothing but clarity. It's like, hey, I know what it feels like to be left in the silence. It's anxiety provoking. And I care about you and I want to ensure you don't feel that way. Especially not because of me. It's super sweet to receive that level of attentiveness and care. The maturity it takes to put aside one's ego to let the person they care for know what's going on in their head at that moment. Quote, hey, I feel weird. I'm going to need some space. It's nothing you did, end quote. Or, quote, hey, I was a little hurt by this and would like time to process it, end quote. There's nothing wrong with needing or taking space, but in my opinion, it's unfair to the people you care about to leave them completely in the dust for such long periods of time. They worry about you, you know. Maybe a part of you didn't realize how much they worry, but they do. We all slip up and leave people hanging. If that's a norm, you've communicated to the people in your life. That's sometimes you disappear and they accept that. Then perfect. Once again, an example of clear communication. You have your methods. You don't want to change. And that's okay. The people that care about you are informed that this is how you prefer to navigate. They have a choice to accept or reject that. Communication is something we are all continuously learning how to master. It doesn't come easy to everyone. Whether you grew up with passive aggressive parents or parents that tore each other's heads off every time they opened their mouths to speak to each other. These were the behaviors modeled before us that we indirectly mimic, none of which are healthy communication styles. As adults, we are learning where healthy communication fits into our lives. You're going to mess up. That's natural. Life is a matter of trial and error. Just never stop trying and fear of failure. How do you ever expect to get better if you avoid the challenge? Take your time to get to know the people you love. Ask them things like, how do you prefer to be communicated with? How can I best show up for you or cater to your needs or anxiety? These simple questions can tell you so much about the people you care about. So necessary. Yeah, I thought that was a a pretty good um, thread that I came across that's relevant to this this conversation right now. But yeah, individually also, people have to take accountability for their perception, their projections, and their assumptions. Like, you have to be self-aware enough, and that's why it's important to sit with yourself or... You know, if you're in therapy and you learn these things about yourself or if you journal, you know, and you and you go back and look at these things like we all have our own perceptions. We project and we have our assumptions on things. And that's why clear and healthy communication is important. But it's also important with ourselves, you know, even when we mess up and we we have to go back and reflect, we have to be self-aware about these things and understand that, you know, I may have misinterpreted this wrong. I may have saw this wrong 
or something that I've gone through in the past triggered something in me to see it this way. You know? You have to have this awareness that, you know, sometimes your trauma is adding things to the conversation that isn't true, that isn't there. You can't blame the devil either. Stop blaming the devil for every damn thing. <laughs> like, seriously, we got to stop doing that shit, too. It's just like a staple in the black community. We got to blame the devil for every damn thing. You know, and start admitting that, you know, when your when your feelings are hurt. This is something that I had to learn and it's something that I've I, I learned within the past couple of years to start communicating this, you know. And as a guy, <laughs> as a black man, it's difficult to come out and be like, especially to a woman, to say, you hurt my feelings or this that you did, you know, kind of hurt me. You know, it that's difficult to say. <laughs> you feel like a little punk. <laughs> but it's important to declare and healthy communication between you two and also it's healing and it's healing to yourself and therapeutic for you for yourself as an individual this unbothered shit became a trend as well you know like with omarion and all that other stuff no it's it is human to be bothered like, come on now, we got to stop this unbothered shit. Just like with this being detached from everything and all this other stuff and being strong and all that masculine and whether male or female being overly masculine and all that other stuff. No, we are, we have feelings. <laughs> it's okay to say I'm bothered or this bothered me or this hurt me or whatever. I'm still trying to work through it. But one thing that has helped me is to openly communicate that more, whether it's to myself or to the person that actually did it, you know, whether, you know, I'm writing it or I'm talking about it in therapy or whatever. It feels good because that weight is off your shoulder. I ain't got to think about it no more because I finally addressed it, whether I addressed it with the person or I addressed it with myself, you know, or I talked about it with my my therapist or something. I let it go. I released it. And then that that gives you the opportunity to have a much clearer mind where if you need to address it with the person, you don't have this resentment or you don't have this anger or this grudge or whatever going on with you because you've been holding on to it so strongly and you ain't been talking about it. But like I said, you know, couples in healthy relationships also argue. They have different opinions. They get frustrated. They get bothered. They get their feelings hurt. They're insecure at times and all that other good stuff. Healthy doesn't mean perfect. It's just all about finding a balance. How are you going to react? How are you going to respond? How are you going to communicate? You know, all that. If you're in a partnership, you're supposed to be working on these things together, together. (laughs) 
Relationships all work. I don't understand why that is. How come certain things in your life you got to put work in, but your relationships ain't supposed to be that way? But that comes down to what happened to us in our lives, these experiences that we had, you know? If we've seen these conflicts as kids or whatever, or we experienced them directly, you know, whether indirectly or directly, we look at it like, you know, either that's the norm of unhealthy drama or whatever, or we look at it like, well, that ain't how it's supposed to be because it just affected me so bad. I don't want to see that. I don't want to feel that. I don't want to hear it. So, I got to find the perfect man for me. I got to perf- find the perfect woman for me. I got to find the one. You know, I got to find the one. The one is going to be, the one is not going to give me this, not going to irritate me. The one is not going to bother me. The one is going to give me everything I want. The one is going to is going to be just like how um, I see this this celebrity's relationship is or this this random person's relationship is or what my friends show me on their highlight reel on social media. Because nobody really has this shit together. Like, come on, man. Nobody has this shit together. <laughs> we are all learning. We are all growing. Well, that's what we supposed to do. We are all evolving. Like, ch- like they say, change is inevitable. Hold on. What is growth? Is hold on. What is it? Change is inevitable, but growth is a choice. So, I don't know. I'm messing it up. <laughs> I had it. I used to have that that um that quote right all the damn time. But y'all know what I mean. Y'all know what I mean. Um, let me play this clip. Let me cue it up. You can't change them. One of the fastest ways to frustrate yourself is when you're trying to render health to somebody who doesn't think they need it. When you're trying to render medicine to someone who thinks they're well. See, because sometimes the problem is their normal. And whenever dysfunction is normalized, normalized dysfunction programs us on how to find comfort in strongholds. So four nuggets of wisdom. Number one, you can't make them change by giving them more of what they already don't appreciate. Number two, stop measuring your strength by how much you could take. Nothing is wrong with you desiring to be poured into the same way you pour. Reciprocity is the antidote for feeling underappreciated. Number three, be aware of helper's fatigue. This is the inward exhaustion we feel when we're treating them like a priority, but we're treated like an option. Sometimes we're so exhausted, not because of everything that we have going on, but because we're trying to give from a place of nothing. And lastly, number four, change is a matter of a man's will. You are not a rehabilitation center, but you do know the one who rehabilitates. And like with any, like that was a, that was a uh, real good video. But with any of any of this stuff, like, and this is what I was talking about earlier. A lot of people will, one of the important things he talked about was normalize dysfunction. But one of the things that a lot of people will will take bits and pieces that resonate with their dysfunction and apply this to their life. You know what I'm saying? Like people aren't 
a lot of us, all of us aren't honest with ourselves at times. Like all of us, all of us aren't honest with ourselves at times. But a lot of people out here or some people out here definitely aren't honest with themselves. So this is why you have to take these moments to sit with yourself, have this reflection and all that other stuff. And and <sighs> man, some people will take shit and run with it as long as it validates their dysfunction. And I don't know what to say to you to get you to see the truth into your dysfunction. That is only for you because for a long time I used to feed into shit like this and relate it to my dysfunction and tell myself, yeah, I'm going to do this and do that or whatever, Rebel, being rebellious and trying to protect myself and all that other stuff. But it only put me down further into that hole. That, I, that I'm the one that have to do the work to climb myself out of. I can't use nobody else to do it. Happiness, love, none of that. I'm the one that got to do the work. I'm the one that's doing the work now. Daily. Daily I do the work. And it's not to say once you start doing the work that you still won't have these moments of dysfunction. You won't still have these clouded moments. You won't still have these these triggers and all that other stuff. But what you will have is resilience. What you will have is awareness. What you will have is a greater peace over the fact that you stumbled, but you know how to pull yourself right back up. But let me move into the Blackity Black Woke segment. This is a topic right here that I've been holding on to for a while because I just thought it was strange. And then it's, it's partly because it's, it's actually in in my area, it's the DMV, <laughs> D.C., Maryland, and Virginia area. But this says, and this was back in August, actually. It says, according to D.C. Mayor Bowser, unvaccinated. Unjuiced students will not be allowed in school, nor will there be virtual learning. They will be denied in education. And this happened back in August when school was about to start, right? And it's crazy because um, a D.C. Superior Court judge ruled that the D.C. mayor's mandate for the juice was unlawful but she still felt the need to do this black mayor and part of this was it says dc schools enrolls illegal immigrants while kicking black students to the to the curb for refusing the juice this was a title from an article back in august of 2002 August 26 2002 they were actually 
allowing illegal immigrants that came over here most recently during that time in August to be in the school. And this is the same thing, period, with like the all these illegal immigrants that's been coming over in and they don't care about them getting the juice, you know, because they want that voter base and all that other stuff. But our community has to suffer. Our community has been suffering from illegal immigration for years. Years. And these politicians, even our own black American politicians, be pushing that same agenda. But moving along, I just wanted to bring that up because that shit was just, I was just like, that shit was pissing me off. Um, let me see. Okay. Um, another um, topic that I wanted to bring up a while ago, back um, in the beginning of September, actually September 1st, it says bombshell documents show Biden administration colluding with social media companies to censor free speech. Documents were were uh, obtained, emails from uh, state attorney generals, Facebook, and the Biden administration, where they arranged weekly and monthly calls to discuss what to censor on their platforms. And this goes back to the beginning of the show when I was talking about how all the, this, this, the actual truth has been coming out about, you know, the juice or whatever that the quote-unquote conspiracy, conspiracy theories was talking about from jump when they was pushing this juice. And now they're on a full court press and, and pushing this misinformation theme even more. But moving along, this was back in September 28th. U- United States provides $1.1 billion more in aid to Ukraine, bringing total to more than $16.9 billion since 2001. $16.9 billion. Remember the, what was going on and still going on with the water crisis in Mississippi, you still got the shit going on in Flint, Michigan from years ago. Our infrastructure in the U- in our country, in the United States, is falling t- even more to this day. Homelessness has been rising up. What, despite the shit that they pushing out here about the recession and inflation and unemployment, that's rising even more. Gas prices, but... They got all this money to give to Ukraine. This was in October 4th right here. In call with Zelensky, Biden pledges a new $625 million million in security assistance to Ukraine. That's more on top of what I just mentioned back in September 28th. But moving along, um, most recently, uh, last week, Biden came out and, and I'm going to read this tweet that he um, put out. It says, as I've said before, no one should be in jail just for using or possessing marijuana. 
Today, I'm taking steps to end our failed approach. Allow me to lay them out. First, I'm pardoning all prior federal offenses of simple marijuana possession. There are thousands of people who were previously convicted of simple possession who may be denied employment, housing, or educational opportunities as a result. My pardon will remove this burden. Second, I'm calling on governors to pardon simple state marijuana possession offenses, just as no one should be in a federal prison solely for possessing marijuana. No one should be in a local jail or state prison for that reason either. Third, we classify marijuana at the same level as heroin and more serious than fentanyl. It makes no sense. I'm asking Secretary Bacara and the Attorney General to initiate the process of reviewing how marijuana is scheduled under federal law. I also like to note that as federal and state regulations change, we still need important limitations on trafficking, marketing, and underage sales of marijuana. Sending people to jail for possessing marijuana has upended too many lives for conduct that is legal in many states. That's before you address the the clear racial disparities around prosecution and conviction. Today, we begin to right these wrongs. Bullshit. 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 This is is all for the upcoming elections shit. You know what I'm saying? Because for one, it's not even a lot of people, if any, in jail for federal charges of simple possession. Make it make sense. Like, been getting fed time that's serious that's you that's you trafficking that's you under conspiracy rico charges and all that other stuff most of the the simple possession majority of simple possession charges are local state charges that's why he put it in the hands of them so he can blame it on anybody who didn't do it mainly republicans <laughs> so um this is just all based off of uh, one of his campaign promises, but he's doing it around the time during the election because he know most of the people aren't really in the politics or most of the people are so hypnotized and romanticized with the Democratic Party or with whatever somebody says that's in a high level position that they're not going to do no research. Federal simple possession charges. It only carries up to a one-year sentence and a, or a fine. You know, like I said, there's hardly anybody in federal that had a simple possession charge. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Make it make sense. Like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> this is more pandering. This is more um, symbolism symbolism type shit that's been thrown around for the elections it's smoke and mirrors like i said most federal prosecutions for marijuana is for the sale or trafficking it's not possession that doesn't make sense at all fed time is fed time Most of the people that is is covered under his federal pardon already are already been released from jail. Because like I said, if you have a federal charge for simple possession. 
you're only in jail for a year or so. And the crazy thing about it is, even if somebody is in fed time right now for simple possession and they're under this pardon and they're released, they don't get this shit off their record. It's not expunged off their record, which should be part of it. That is important, you know, for them to actually have a a life, you know, to find a job and stuff like that. This is from an article um, talking about Biden's pardon and all this bullshit. It says, according to the United States Sentencing Commission, a federal agency in the fiscal year of 2021, which ended last June, just 149 people were in federal prison for simple possession of marijuana, down from more than 2,000 in the fiscal year of 2015. Excuse me, burp number two. Excuse me, burp number three. See right here? More bullshit, more smoke and mirrors, because they know that most people aren't going to do research. And most people are romanticized with Biden because he's attached to Obama, and Obama ain't do nothing. And Biden is the crime bill king. Moving along, another topic involving Biden. It says the kingdom of Saudi Arabia confirms Biden attempted to coerce them to postpone oil cuts until after the midterms announced they have rejected his quid pro quo. And if anybody has been paying attention, because I have silently, those gas prices have gone right back up, right back up for regular gas in in the state of Maryland. Where where I where I reside, where I've seen that shit is is up to three dollars and eighty nine cents. Just two two or three weeks ago, it was three dollars and twenty nine cents. Now you see more bullshit, and you see people are calling calling him out on that. Moving along, so I talked about the juice and. You know how more and more truth of things are coming out. So it says the Pfizer CEO came out and said that <laughs> the juice wasn't tested to stop the transmission of the disease before they released it. So what was that juice for? Them dollars. Them dollars. And to also create a new problem so they can create another solution for them dollars them dollars because a lot of people now a lot of information coming out now about how people have been having heart issues due to the juice now these companies are making heart medications or a juice for to prevent these heart issues that was caused by the juice that they never tested (laughs) this shit is crazy man crazy moving along uh this shit right here let me let me play let me play a clip um mm, 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 mm. 
So if it's one one thing black celebrities is going to do is they're going to pander right along with these politicians and stuff. So I'm going to play this video, this clip. I don't know how long I'm going to play it because this shit is this shit is crazy. But um, Trina and whatever this, this dude name is, Santana or whatever, they made a music video for the upcoming elections. So here we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Trey Tracks, I think we got one. <laughs> it's voting season, bruh. Now voting, no loving. Now voting, no touch. Now voting, no nothing. Now voting, no fucking, no voting, no fucking. Now voting, no loving. Now voting, no touch. Now voting, no nothing. So they're promoting not giving any loving. <laughs> it's called no fucking, no fucking, fucking with a V, no fucking, no voting, no voting, no fucking. I, I got to get it right. <laughs> no voting, no fucking. And it's interesting with this. So basically they promoting you ain't getting no loving or no sex or nothing if you ain't voting. And who are they directing this towards? Black men. Why are they directing this towards black men? Because black men are stepping up now and they aren't just giving their vote away to these Democrats. And the Democrats have been on this agenda where they have been trying to shame black men for not giving their vote away freely. So this particular ad right here. It was for a dating website called BLK. And like I said, they're promoting not giving up no no loving and no sex and stuff if you're not voting. And one of the biggest narratives and, and agendas that's going on right now on social media, particularly Twitter, is black women being mad at black men for not voting Democrat. Right? M Adding on to the black man, black woman divide. So, of course, if you are a follower, if you aren't, you are of a lesser mind of using your critical thinking skills, not common sense, critical thinking skills, because it's the common sense that got us all into this, this problem right now. We, all of our senses too, too connected and, and of the same thing, you know. People aren't using their critical thinking skills. So they know it's a lot of people out here that, that will run with things that's trendy, run with things that's popular. That's why they always use these black celebrities during these campaign times under these ghetto ass ways. Whether it's these rap songs about no voting, no fucking, or just... Like when I, what I talked about on a previous episode, how they was using the strip club. They was using strip club ads for uh, for their voting purposes and stuff. And this um, this ad was. Um, let me read this first. This is from an article talking about the ad. It says to shift Gen Z Gen Z's voting culture. BOK is collaborating with rap artist Trina and Saucy Santana to create yet another audacious anthem in the form of 
quote, no voting, no vucking, end quote. The social campaign was created in partnership with Agency Majority, which was behind last year's public health jam, Vax That Thing Up. You see the trend right here? Y'all remember Juvenile came out. I played that on the podcast and everything that Vax That Thing Up. They this is this is what they think of the black community. They think we so they think we're so dumb that we're so less of intelligence that we got to be reduced to these bullshit ass ads like this. But back to the the article, it says BLK teamed up with the Florida icons for the new single and video to to be released during National Voter Education Week on October 4th. The people who um, the ad was in collaboration with um, an organization called We All Vote. And that organization is led by none other than Michelle Obama, Stephen Curry, Tom Hanks, and a couple of other celebrities, Janelle Monae, Chris Paul, um, Shonda Rhimes, Curry Washington, and all them other stuff. And also a part, the people who were actually in charge of it, like the directors and the communications director, senior director of engagement for this when we all vote organization is a is white people, white women and an Asian man. <laughs> Come on now. They playing us right in our face. But of course, if it got a celebrity in it, we gonna fall for it, right? Speaking of celebrities, I didn't know if I would have time to get to this point. But, of course, you know, I got to mention it. Kanye. And y'all know I've talked about Kanye before in the past on this podcast. And I'm always indifferent when it comes to Kanye. Always keep a balanced take on the things that he does and stuff like that. I I talk about when he wrong and I talk about when he right. But my whole my whole issue with all this white lives matter t-shirt shit and all that other stuff is that the how so up in arms black people uh are getting about it or got you know what I'm saying how they they got so up in arms about it because I'm like bro we we too attached to these celebrities like we know this is what he does like when he does things like this, it's usually something about to come out. And what is it? Uh, he about he about to have a shoe release. He he been playing music about a new album coming out. He got his Don to school that that he's been promoting as well. And then he partnered up with Candace Owens with the little T-shirt or whatever. And what 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 she got going on? She just released a, a, a um, documentary about the Black Lives Matter movement being a scam. And y'all know I talked about Black Lives. I talked about the articles that's been released about um, all the shady stuff that the Black Lives Matter organization has done, and the women who are the the creators and founders of the organization. So, like I said, I always keep a balanced um, take on the things that Kanye does because he does some he does speak some right things and does some right things and he does some dumb ass shit and things for attention but when it comes down to it like 
a lot of the things with Kanye, we all know that he has uh, mental health issues. And Kanye always seems to seek validation. He also tries to use people. He is is it's convenient. It's convenient when he wants to use the black community to push a narrative. And then it's convenient when he wants to sell us out and push uh, the white community's narrative, you know what I'm saying, to get things. But one thing that is has been consistent with Kanye from my perspective is that he has low self-esteem. He's insecure and he seeks validation. He seeks validation a lot from the white community. And those white spaces that he's in, whether it be the fashion or music industry and stuff like that, which a lot of black people do. A lot of black people, we uh, a lot of the issues that we are in right now is because we seek white validation or we want to be rubbing shoulders with the white people. You know what I'm saying? Or that whether it's keeping up with the Joneses and all that other bullshit. But I don't take Kanye seriously, like, most of the time. And when, when all this shit came out, I looked at it just like, okay, you know what I'm saying? Kanye doing Kanye again. He must got something coming out. But people would get so wrapped up into black celebrities. Because it's not just me just talking about what Kanye did. It's more so how people just keep getting caught up into the shit. Why y'all keep... Y'all giving him exactly what he what he wants. Y'all energy. He feeds off of y'all energy one way or the other. Whether it's he using it for to push something or he's using it to sell something or he's using it against us. Like I said, I agree about the Black Lives Matter being a scam. Or whatever the organization not the movement the organization because there's a difference is the difference between the actual movement and the organization but yeah he got some some uh some new yeezys coming out with it where he was trying to get you know what i'm saying people to start registering register register i always mess that word up when i'm on the mic any other time i say the word right <laughs> but he got some new shoe shoes coming out he got a new album that he's about to come out with and then he's been promoting that um don to school or whatever but i ain't really been paying attention to that deep because i'm not going to give that nigga my energy but one of the other things that troubles me about this whole situation is you know not saying that the things that he's doing isn't affecting um, his his are they divorced? I don't even know if they truly divorced. Not affecting Kim Kardashian and her kids and stuff like that, and the Kardashian family, because we know that he's been he's been being very vocal about them as well. But my thing is, is people having this overly this this one hundred percent sympathy towards the Kardashians and stuff like that. Because Kanye doing the same thing that the Kardashians been doing for years. Using shit to promote stuff. Drama. Just drama. <laughs> Just straight drama. Like, back in the day, I used to watch the show. I used to watch the Kardashian show back in the day. But the shit is drama. They, they both do the same shit. 
But the crazy thing is, is that one is white and one is black. And this is just my opinion. Like, how do you punish whiteness? We see this all the time, how the difference between the punishment or the 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 lens or the spotlight gets shed on the same things that a black person does than a white person does. But the Kardashians can't paint themselves as victims all the time when they made a living off of drama, dragging people through the dirt. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying this to give Kanye a pass. I'm just saying birds of a feather flock together. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It can't be okay when um, Kris Jenner run her family the way that she's been doing. And the crazy thing about it is even Ray J been coming out lately talking about how, you know what I'm saying, with the sex tape and stuff like that, that how they manipulated that whole thing to rise to the point where they at now. And the some of the the biggest supporters of the Kardashians is the black community. Seriously, it is. Be honest, you know what I'm saying? It the the Kardashians do a lot of manipulating and gaslighting on how, you know what I'm saying, they operate. <laughs> Their whole MO is about drama, man. Drama sells, and they are the biggest sellers of drama the biggest benefiters of drama when it comes to the reality tv space damn my stomach growling i don't know i hope that don't get on the mic but my stomach growling my stomach just made the loudest noise ever <laughs> you know what i'm saying but yeah but Kanye also is the blame for you know what I'm saying? He he doing all this complaining about the Kardashians and all this other stuff. He married into the family. You know what I'm saying? He married into it and he obsessed with it. Part of his his uh white validation comes from him being involved with that family or whatever. You know? So all that complaining the Kardashians doing, all that complaining Kanye doing is consequences of their own fucking actions point blank and period but the kardashians have always been better at spinning it to benefit them or showing themselves as the victim because what the black community will eat that shit up it just, it just is what it is man you can be mad if you want it is what it is <laughs> you know um just like Kanye lining himself with Candace Owens. He know how controversial she is. That just adds on that just adds more fuel to the fire, you know, to be controversial, you know. And he knows um that she got something coming out, that documentary or whatever. And and he knows that that would be a a a a soft spot for the Kardashians as well, for him to align himself with himself with Candace Owens because she said things about the Kardashians in the past as well you know Candace Owens has been a one of the harshest critics of Kanye Kanye's wife Kim Kardashian and Kris Jenner you know so I mean people get too 
people so caught up into they they their emotions just so caught up into it that they can't see see through the clouds. They can't see through the gray area. They only see the black and white, you know. And if it if it validates something in their life or something with their emotions or their mental or whatever, then it's easy to to attach yourself to it and just get lost in it. But um Yeah. I'ma end it right here. Let me let me let me uh do the uh TV and movie reviews. I got a couple of them. So Cherish the Cherish the Day came back on on the own network. And the first season came out back in like two thousand twenty twenty, I think it was. And that first season was good. And the second season just started and so far so good. The second season is good. It's a black like romantic drama type show or whatever. It's really good. So the second season the don't is not the same characters as the first season. So it's like an anthology. So each season is gonna be a different story and different characters. So this so you don't you can watch the second season without watching the first season. But the first season was good too. It's like a it's a black love drama type show or whatever. I dig it. You know what I'm saying? Y'all know I talked about it before. I'm all into the Love Jones and the photograph and all those type of movies and stuff. So this this show right up my alley and it is it's good. Like it's good. Um what else? Game of Thrones, the new Game of Thrones, the House of the Dragon Jones. That joint is good. It, I mean, so far, so good. Because <laughs> you know how the original Game of Thrones ended. But so far, so good. You know what I'm saying? I enjoy that joint. Um, what else? The Jeffrey Dahmer joint. Uh, the Jeffrey Dahmer, uh, the actual um, miniseries was, was good. But... As y'all know, I talked about before, I enjoy documentaries and stuff like that. So uh, I think it came out last week was the on Netflix, the tapes of Jeffrey Dahmer or something like that. So it went more into the it was a it's a document it's documentary based. So it went more into the real aspects of it. And uh, like I was saying on the last podcast, you know, it's a lot of stuff on the miniseries that they fabricated as Hollywood does, which I don't understand why, because like the real stuff is is good, just as good, if not better than the stuff that they manipulate in Hollywood. But yeah, check out the um, I remember I told everybody, you know, what I'm saying if you watch the miniseries, go on YouTube and look up the real stuff. But you can watch the tapes of Jeffrey Dahmer on Netflix and it it got all the stuff that you can find on YouTube as well, um, just in a more con- condensed um, manner. So you can watch that and then you can go on YouTube and go more in detail into the stuff. But yeah, so I'm going to end it off here. It's a Taste to Consider podcast. I'm your host, Derek Silver. You can find me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Amazon, Stitcher, and I'll let y'all know when I'm back up on YouTube. But like I said, I'm on, I got those strikes on me and I can't upload anything. But also check out greatestiamblog.com, greatest.i.am.blog, a taste to consider network on Instagram. And my main page is connected to um, my uh, 
network page so you can find that as well i don't even want to say the um the um my main page name because i'll be messing it up all the time <laughs> you gotta put all these damn underscores and and periods everywhere but you'll see it from my uh, network page if you want to follow my uh, personal page as well but i appreciate you know what i'm saying all the fans the sticking with me or whatever you know what i'm saying the the title of this podcast is going to be as you still a fan make sure you share the podcast make sure you share my blog you know what i'm saying if you support me share 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 that's the support all content creators need make sure you follow all the podcasts on you and you network unprocessed knowledge separate the two three stars two bars reservation for three um i hope i'm not forgetting nobody code shame um i believe that's it um i hope i'm not forgetting nobody it's been a long time since i said all this stuff so i gotta i gotta remember it <laughs> by heart i need to just write it down but yeah I appreciate y'all and I'm out.